Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create Your Life family, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting information from our sponsor. We only pick people and companies that we think are awesome to bring onto the show, so please support them. As a podcaster, I've spent hours and hours editing, doing show graphics, and much more, and I finally got fed up with losing all of my free time to post-production activities. So I decided to do something about it. And if you are a fellow busy podcaster who would like to just record and have someone else do the dirty work of graphic creation, tagging and uploading your show to your server and in-depth SEO generating show notes, go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. We have another amazing guest. This gentleman is a creative first and entrepreneur second. He loves the alchemy of taking ideas and turning them into real things in the form of businesses, art, music, or just random projects. He's the host and founder of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, a top 100 self-help podcast, book, and community focused on helping you change your day-to-day behavior. He's also the founder of Pod Simply, a podcast marketing agency focused on helping experts drive business results via podcasting. On the side, He's an amateur gamer, Twitch streamer, and musician under the alias Nito. Create Your Life family, please join me in welcoming Mr. Greg Clunas. Greg, please say hello to the Create Your Life family. How you doing, guys? So pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely, man. Greg, we had the opportunity to meet uh, at the Podcast Movement Conference. You held one of the best sessions there, hands down. <laughs> I was so excited for your session that I was tweeting and Instagramming you before the conference even started saying, hey, man, I'm excited to meet you. I want to kind of take a step back on your journey before you got to Podcast Movement of this year. And I want you to tell us about your entrepreneur journey and getting to where you are now. Yeah. So it's been a a really interesting one. So for context, I'm 26 now. I'm turning 27 in April. Back when I was 13 is sort of where it officially, I guess, started. And I I was the kid prior to that that like sold pencils and used that money to buy up the ice cream in the lunchroom at school and then resell it to students after they, they couldn't get it from the school anymore. Like I was that type of dude. And 13, though, my older brother, he introduced me to this book by Tony Robbins called Awaken the Giant Within. And he came up to me and he said, by the end of this summer, you have to finish reading this book. And he's a big dude. He's like bodybuilder status. So kind of scared the crap out of little 13-year-old Greg. So I sat down, read the book, and it, it was probably the first thing I'd ever experience that really talked about this idea of taking control of your own life and and being purposeful about the things you're doing and your goals and so on and so forth. And at that age, it just stuck with me. So 
from that point on, I started exploring different things, trying new ideas, building things. I was working for a while on a website back then that I thought was an interesting project, didn't end up working out. Fast forward to end of high school. So I am 17, about to turn 18. And my cousin gets into what is at this point called internet marketing. For those of you who weren't in the digital world back in like 2008, 2009, internet marketing basically meant promoting a bunch of scammy things in order to make a buck. I was not as established in industry as it is now. So I got into this senior of high school because I wanted to buy my first car. I had just gotten my license. It's like, I want to pay for my first car myself and did it, got into it, it worked bought that first car and all of a sudden I was hooked on this marketing and product building thing. So did it all throughout college on the side. I started doing different majors in school that taught me skills that went with it. So for example, I was a computer science major for a while, uh, finished as an art major with a minor in computer science. And then I graduated and I took a job in marketing and I was bored to tears at this job. <laughs> so on the side, it's so funny because when I look back on the journey, everything I've done that has led to where I'm at has been a side hustle. Like it's always been the thing on the side that provided the most value for me. So out on the side, I started looking into podcasts. I started just learning more about content creation and combined it with this marketing background that I had had and started working with clients and, and coaching them on podcasting, on blogging, on video, so on and so forth. It just turned into where I am now, which is my main business is a company called Pod Simply that helps experts create or grow their podcast to drive more business results. My secondary project, but also kind of primary at the same time, is my own show, Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, which is sort of the catalyst that started it all for me. And that's coming out as a book in January. And then third is this side project of really diving into something I'm passionate about, which is sort of the gaming and the nerdy community, the anime gaming world, and taking the skills I have in marketing and utilizing it to build a brand in that space as well. So yeah, that's where I'm at now. Love it. What inspired the title of your podcast? So December 2016, I read this book. I was sitting on the train and I was on the way to a date with my girlfriend. I was reading this book that a friend of mine actually self-published. And as I was reading it, I just kept getting angry. I just kept feeling like somebody's going to read this and they're going to make a bad decision because of it. And so for context, the premise of the book was that if you find what you love, if you find the thing you're passionate about and you pursue it, life will always be happy and amazing and rainbows will shoot out of unicorns and, and everything will be incredible. I wish. And as you know, <laughs> that's just not how it works. Not at all. Unfortunately, if you are just starting out, if you mm-hmm. have not experienced the reality of that yet, mm-hmm. you do think that that's how it works because that's how you're told it works. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was reading this book and just recognizing like somebody is going to read this and make a bad decision because of it. And I just felt like something needed to exist to counter it. Something needed to exist that focused on the practicality of changing your life. Because it is possible to change your life. As you know, it's very possible to pursue the things you love and to follow your dreams. And all of those big fluffy messages, that's really a true possibility. Mm -hmm. But it takes a ton of sacrifice. It takes a ton of planning. It takes a ton of skills and developing your own value in the marketplace and all of the things that nobody wants to talk about. Right. And, and so I wanted to create something that focused exclusively 
on that piece, the piece no one wants to talk about, the part where you have to grind for 10 years before it finally shows up and actually affects your life in any way. And when I look back on my own story, and this is something that I think really inspired the name, it was understanding that the reason I am where I am now is because of all these small little decisions along the way that at the time I thought didn't matter. It was because I learned how to code. It was because I uh, decided to listen to a podcast one day. It was because I got into marketing way back when. It was because I read this book when I was 13. All of these small little decisions on individual days that at the time I felt like this isn't going to matter have created the reality that I live in now, which is actually living the biggest dream I've ever had. And so that's where Tiny Leaps, Big Changes came from, was this concept that the small things you do every day matter. And they may not show themselves for 10 years, but they do show themselves eventually. I'd like to highlight your episode 301, which was released yesterday. Yeah. You talk about asking for help. You know, it's entitled How to Ask for Help. And you take someone's article and you kind of like break it down and decipher a bit of what is really meant by it. I listened to it, man. I thought that it was great an insightful show but how important for you has asking for help and maybe mentorship or sponsorship been in your journey as an entrepreneur it's funny because i am the last person to do it like it's a flaw i have with myself of just i dive head first into pretty much everything if i have a new idea if i'm excited about it i do it immediately i've never had issues with starting something that's never been where i've gotten hung up where i do struggle is afterwards when the details matter, when you need to persevere, when you actually need to make the thing continue to exist. Because as you know, it's not enough to just start it. It needs to actually continue. And so it wasn't until earlier this year that I actually like started asking for help. Now, that doesn't mean that I didn't receive help before. I've received so much help in my life. I just wasn't necessarily asking for it. It wasn't until the beginning of this year that I finally looked myself in the mirror and said, you've been trying to do the same thing now for eight, nine, ten years. Just shut up and ask somebody who's already done it. Yep. And finally I did. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Over the course of like three months, my business changed and things became more stable. And I started to have a better understanding of what I needed to do each day. And it just got so clear so quickly. And now looking back, the only thing I would kick myself for is not doing it three years ago or five years ago. Did you get a coach? Is that what who the person was or? Yeah, it was a combination. The thing that sort of kicked it off was hiring a coach that really complemented my skills. He was the type of personality that was better suited for that continuation piece. Mm -hmm. And so he complemented my skills and he'd done it a ton of times prior. So that was very valuable. But then the new friends and mentors he introduced me to and two or three mentors that I was able to connect with through other means and through events and just really prioritizing once I met them instead of just, hey, this is a cool relationship to have. It's really prioritizing bringing them value so that when I ask them a question or, or have something I'm curious about, they're willing to actually respond and provide that insight. Got you. What has helped you to get to where you are today and experience growth, both as a podcaster and entrepreneur? Not being afraid to throw everything at the wall all the time, forever, always. Mm. And And what I mean is tiny leaps the podcast, the book, that is the thing that started to allow everything else to work. Uh, when I launched it back in 2016, it immediately took off. In the course of six weeks, it gained 100,000 total downloads. By like six months in, it had crossed its first million. Like, it just blew up. How? And, what were your strategies behind making something like that happen? That's the type of growth that yeah. all podcasters are looking for. Can you give us some of strategies? Course. The first thing I'll say is, is the answer nobody wants to hear. 
is that a part of it was luck. Part of it was timing. Part of it was factors that I couldn't control. Mm -hmm. If I launched that same show January 1st, 2019, it wouldn't have done as well or it won't do as well. So that that matters. The second thing was that I prioritized iTunes over everything. And so the common advice in marketing in general as a content marketer is to build your own platform. And you should. You should have an email list. You should have a website. You should have all those things. For me in the beginning, I knew that I was nobody. And I knew that nobody had any reason to pay attention to me or sign up for my list or go to the places I wanted them to go to. So instead of trying to push them elsewhere, I decided I was going to give them the link they wanted to go to. If they're going to listen on iTunes, I'm going to give them the iTunes link. And that might sacrifice some Android listeners. But if I get 30% of the market share on iTunes alone, that's more listeners than I know what to do with. So, So that was my philosophy going in. And that led me to make some really extreme decisions, such as not setting up a website at all, such as completely ignoring my email list, which that part I kind of regret. I wish I did build it earlier. But I think that if I split the message too much in the beginning, people would have ended up being confused as to what link to share with their friends when they were excited about it. And instead, I just wanted to control that they can only share the iTunes link because the iTunes link is what's going to drive my rankings higher, which will lead to more discovery. And that strategy worked in addition to the luck and the timing and the stuff that's outside of my control. Love it. What are some things that you feel like podcasters can do right now in order to protect their personal and professional brands? I would say the biggest thing, really the only thing, especially if you are starting out, meaning the podcast is the first brand piece that you're trying to build. I would say the only thing is to stop focusing on protecting it, at least in the beginning. There's nothing to protect. So what are you what are you wasting your time on that for? Once you have it, then you can worry about, hey, I need an email list so that if what's happening to me right now, iTunes pulled me off the store. I still have my email list and my Facebook group and my Instagram following because once I got that audience, I very quickly started to divvy it up and and push them to other places so that I could protect it. But in the beginning, what are you protecting? If nobody's listening to you, if nobody currently cares about you, which sounds harsh. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in like a you have no value way. I mean, you haven't communicated your value or gotten in front of the people who might find you valuable. So what are you protecting? Just go all in on actually getting in front of people and stop worrying about the other stuff. For you, how did you deal with the negative feedback as you were rising? You know, what did you think when you first saw it? Was it public or was it private? Listen, I have this habit of dropping the G at the end of ING words. Mm -hmm. So instead of going, I used to say go in. And I don't know where that comes from because no one in my family speaks like that. But I found out about this because I got probably 50 to 100 very negative comments on my podcast in the beginning pointing that out. People saying like it was too distracting. They couldn't listen. The information is great, but this guy can't speak properly. Like just super mean stuff. And I actually had one person say like, oh, they should rename this to the complainer podcast because this guy just complains all day, which I don't think is true, but whatever. And I'll be honest, I didn't deal with it. Like I am more thin skinned than I'd like to be. Mm. And I don't know why that is, but I am. And so things like that actually do get to me. What I had to do in the beginning, though, was just recognize that you have two options. You're either going to take the negative feedback and quit and never do this thing again that you claim you love, or you're going to take the negative feedback and maybe be hurt by it, but you're still going to do it because you love it. 
So are you actually going to quit and walk away forever because somebody said some bad thing? Of course not. I don't think anyone would make that choice. Even if you have thin skin and it hurts, like, fine, keep doing it anyway. Eventually, it won't hurt anymore. Okay. And podcasting could be a lot of work, you know, more work than people actually realize. What are some tips that you would give to podcasters so that they can avoid burning out? I would say don't do what I did in the beginning, which is when I first launched and I saw that there was this this momentum there, I decided to go daily, which is a good move. But the mistake I made was that I'd never planned it ahead because it wasn't supposed to be a daily show. And so I would wake up in the morning. I would sit down and script out my episodes, which at that time took like two hours. Then I would record it. And that took, let's say, 15, 20 minutes. Then I would edit it, which took maybe another two hours because I was super detailed about it at the time. Then I'd release the episode that day. So every single day I woke up and I recorded that day's episode that day. Do not do that if you're wow. trying to do it daily. It, it will burn you out very quickly. And, and I was able to do it for, I think, like four or five months before I finally was just, I can't do this anymore. But at the end of it, I got to the point where I hated the podcast. Like, I really hated doing it. The only reason I kept doing it was because the audience was there. Like, if I had no audience, I probably would have quit the show after that. Wow. Create Your Life family. I hope that you are really enjoying this episode. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors and let you know that our sponsors are giving special offers just for you. If you are a fellow busy podcaster who just wants to record and spend the rest of your time doing what you love, like working out at the gym with family and friends or traveling, use code CYLS for a discount on services when you go to podcastlaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. At Podcast Movement, like I said earlier, you held an amazing session. What advice do you Thank have you. for podcasters to stand out? Be willing to do the thing no one else wants to do. One of my earliest strategies was uh, the February after I launched my show, I carved out, I think, a three-hour block on my calendar every single day that mm -hmm. people, listeners could that I would say the link on the episode, listeners could go and schedule a 15 minute call with me and we would jump on the call and I wouldn't sell them anything. I wouldn't even I didn't even really have like a questionnaire for them. The goal was purely to talk about whatever it is they wanted to talk about. And that was actually the copy that I read on the show was, hey, go schedule this call. We'll talk about anything you want to. And my goal with it was twofold. One, I wanted to connect with these people and understand who they were. A big piece of advice in podcasting is to define your avatar and all of that stuff. My strategy was to create the show and then spend a lot of time figuring out who showed up rather than the opposite way, which is create the avatar and then build a show for that imaginary person. So I wanted to spend that time and figure out, well, who's actually here? And so that was goal number one. And that worked. The second goal was to really, really engage with these people to the point that they felt like I was accessible. And the thought process behind it was, I'm a big fan of Stephen Colbert and Jon Stewart. Mm -hmm. And if I had the opportunity to speak on the phone for 15 minutes with either one of them, I would lose my mind. Now, I'm already like a, a fan of them and will support them as much as I'm able to in pretty much anything they do. Mm -hmm. But if that were to occur... I'd probably be singing, singing them praises on a street corner somewhere trying to get every single person to know who they are. 
because that would just be such an incredible experience for me. Now, I don't think that anyone thinks of me in the same way that I think of them. But if you take from that extreme and you scale it down to the level that I'm able to do it on, Mm -hmm. there are still going to be people that think, oh, wow, I'm connecting with this podcaster that I just listened to. That's kind of cool. And it worked. A lot of the people I spoke to in that month have now become super fans, have now been the most active members in my Facebook community, have now recommended it to all of their friends and their family and people they randomly meet at the gym. Like Those people I spoke to have really done a lot for the show. And so whether it's that strategy or something else, just be willing to do the thing that people look at you and say, oh, that's kind of a waste of time or that's crazy because it will work if you're willing to give your audience the time of day and not act like you're above them in some way okay love it and how often did you have the office hours open i did it it was available every workday, so monday to friday through the month of february and then i did it again that july i believe or august okay for you what has been the biggest personal challenge that you have needed to overcome in order to be who you are today So my father passed away last October. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. That's that's the biggest thing that I haven't overcome. But I'm a very different person now than I was, let's say, last September as a result of it. And his passing, as sad as it is and as unhappy as I am about it, for obvious reasons, like as as bad uh, an event as it was. Mm-hmm. forced me for various reasons relating to my mother and, and the rest of my family forced me into this place of heads down execution for a period of about six months that absolutely changed my business. It, it was the reason that I finally decided to suck it up and ask for help. It was the reason that I doubled down on my agency business, even though it was something I didn't necessarily want to build because between you and me and anyone listening, I don't think my personality is well suited to running an agency, but it's an opportunity that's in front of me that I'm great at and that I provide great services for my clients to. And his passing has done so much for me as a person and forcing me to recognize my own ability and grow up in a way that I'm grateful for it at the same time as being devastated by it and, and sad about it. Okay. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? i.e. what career or hobby have you always wanted to pursue? Music. Okay. And what yeah. kind of music would you be doing? A uh, combination of hip-hop and EDM. I, I both write and produce, and they're both genres that are sort of on the opposite ends when you look at the origins of them, but are so fascinating to me because of the way they make their listeners feel. And so I would want to either create both separately Mm -hmm. or find some way to merge them together without it sounding like a pop song. Gotcha. Okay. So the next question for you, Greg, is can you swim? Uh, Not well. Okay. Well, I can swim. I can't tread water, though. Okay. Well, don't worry. We got a couple life jackets here for you, but we're about to jump into the (laughs) dolphin tank. Sounds good, my man. All right. Are you ready? This is rapid fire. Let's do it. Okay. What are your goal setting methods and how do you make sure that you're growing each year? I make sure I'm growing by reading as much as I can and by constantly doing stuff and exposing myself to new things. And my goal setting methods are just I spend a lot of time thinking. Uh, Most of my days actually spent thinking and reading and learning. And so whenever during that time, I figure out what it is I want and, and that becomes the goal. Okay. what was holding you back from creating your best life? Ego. 
ego expectation and thinking that I should be further than I am. Okay. Top tech that you're using to make your business run smoothly. Can I give two? Of course. Asana Mm -hmm. has been life-saving and that's been a recent addition to my business and a new site that I recently found called Coach Accountable. And it's basically you can add your coaching clients on it. They get a profile. You can save whatever worksheets you might assign to them within the dashboard and just assign it when ready. And they can uh, complete it there and, and check it off and all that stuff. And it's been a really great way to keep everything organized. Love it. Favorite quote or model that you live by? The last thing I say at the end of every single one of my episodes is that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. And uh, it's something I, I sort of just came up with uh, when I was first creating the podcast, but it's very quickly become the guiding principle of my life. Okay. Favorite or most impactful book that you read? Oh, that's a tough one, man. You can name, uh-huh. you can name a few. Yeah. So I would say the original Tony Robbins book, so Awaken the Giant Within, which, mm-hmm. fun fact, I never even finished it. I read like <laughs> three quarters of it, but it just stuck with me. So Awaken the Giant Within, um, Mel Robbins, it's huge, man. Um, Mel Robbins, Five Second Rule. And there's a bunch of fiction books. Like I, I'm a big fan of, yes, I like reading personal development and all that, but uh, so many of those books say the exact same things. So. Sure. I'm a big fan of diving into some fictional world, looking at the way they've structured their society and learning from the challenges and so on and so forth that the main characters have to go through. Okay. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best life. Number one, it's not going to happen fast. You hear that all the time, but I don't even mean like, oh, there's no such thing as overnight success. I mean, there's not even such thing as like five year success. Like it's going to take a real long time, especially if you are starting from scratch. But that doesn't mean it's not worth it. Number two, by the time you get to the point that you have created the life that you want, if you are like me in any way, which if you're trying to do that, I assume you are. Of course, your are. goal post is going to move. Like it's going to move and you're not even going to realize it. And so take the time to look back and recognize when you've actually accomplished what your initial goal was. I forget to do that all the time, but it's so incredibly important. And number three, don't be afraid to change the path. I had no clue that I was going to get into podcasting. Before I got into it, I thought podcasting was this like old thing from the early 2000s that failed. And Little did I know it was going to be my entire life. I run an agency in podcasting. I host my own show. I've launched 45 different shows. Uh, My podcast led to me getting a book, which was a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. It's going to lead to me doing a TEDx talk and a bunch of other things that are coming up for next year. Like, Don't be afraid to go with the opportunities right in front of you, even if it doesn't necessarily match with what you've always plotted as your life path. Okay. And what's next? What's coming up for you? So a couple of things. October 10th is the one year anniversary of my father's passing. And all year I've been working on a project, a mixtape that is just every single thing I've been feeling in the last year. So that's dropping October 10th, January 15th. My book releases that is something I'm already starting promo for and really pushing to make as big as possible. And then sometime next year, I have two big projects that... Uh, not ready to announce yet, but they're going to be pretty massive. 
if okay. I have things my way. So tell us where we can pick up both the, both the mixtape and the book. So mixtape will be on SoundCloud at first. It'll be completely free. I'm trying to get it on Spotify as well, but that may not happen by the 10th. But it'll definitely be on SoundCloud. And if you just search Greg Clunas SoundCloud, you can find that. I'm not sure what name it'll be under. And then the book is available actually now for pre-orders everywhere. So it's literally every single site that you can buy books. And then in January, it'll be available in stores. Yeah. You got five reviews on Amazon already, man. What? Really? Yeah. You got to go on there. Five stars, I I believe. I should pay more attention to that then. (laughs) I didn't think uh, promo already started, but I think my publisher is giving out galley copies. Mm -hmm. These like early review copies. So I'll have to check that out. Okay. So, Greg, what's the best way for us to keep in contact with you? Sure. Best thing to do, do a quick search for Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, wherever you get your podcasts. And do me a favor, listen to two episodes, any two you want. They're on a bunch of different topics. We cover everything from your fitness to your nutrition, your relationships, your career, your finances, and your emotional health. Uh, Listen to two episodes, then reach out to me on Twitter at Greg Clunas or on Instagram at Greg Clunas. Just give me your honest thoughts. If you hated it, let me know. I want to know how I can improve. If you loved it, let me know stroke my ego a little bit and uh just let me know your honest thoughts either way okay great well create your life family and greg we have reached that part in the interview where it is time for the turnaround and the turnaround is essentially greg where you become the interviewer and i become the interviewee and you get to ask me three questions any three questions that you want and i have to answer and so my only request to you is please be gentle (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've talked a lot about podcasters, how they can protect their brand, how they can grow. What is your advice for a podcaster making the transition to becoming a speaker? And how can they use their podcast as leverage to book more of those gigs? That is a great question. If I was a podcaster working to be a speaker, I would essentially, I would use my immediate network Mm. as, as the real basis. So you want to use your immediate network, reach out to the people that you know, and start booking gigs that way. Come back onto the show, talk about the gigs, talk about your experiences with them. And while you're at the presentation, then talk about being a podcast host as well. So it's kind of like you're going to have to do them hand in hand. But I think a lot of what initially and what would really help you to be able to get out and jump into the speaking world is going to be your outside network outside of the podcast. And so you'll be growing both at the same Mm -hmm. time. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. Okay, so question number two for you. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the number one factor that has allowed you to make the transformation you made in your life and get to the place that you're at now? Ambition. That's um, solid. Yeah, like that's my word. You know, the definition is me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I embody it. But also the real undying belief that I can do anything that I put my mind to. And mm-hmm. I didn't always believe that. But, you know, you build your confidence by continuously doing what you say that you're going to do. And, you know, celebrating the small wins and just understanding, you know, when you meet a challenge or something happens that's less than ideal. It's like, hey, I've been here before. I've overcome mountains of things even harder. And so at this point, it's kind of like, you know, nothing can stop me. That makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. When you get to those low points mm-hmm. where you can feel your ambition, your drive, your resolve, your your motivation just dipping. And maybe that happens every now and then, but maybe you're in a, a period of time where it's just gone for a little while to the point where you're like, dang, is this ever going to come back? What do you do? How do you tackle that? When I have my low points, I watch cartoons. Dig it. I'll call my godbrother, 
and ask them if I'm crazy, you know, for pursuing what it is that I'm doing. I'll have those honest conversations with myself. And sometimes I need to go back and actually look at what it is that I've accomplished in a short period of time or in a long period of time. Because at the end of the day, part of entrepreneurship that comes hand to hand with it is we have success amnesia. And we forget about the amazing thing that's, things <laughs> that we've done and that we've accomplished. And so sometimes we need to look at, you know, where we started from. And for me, you know, being a crack baby born and going into foster care at nine months to be now, you know, international uh, motivational speaker, author with my show syndicated on Sirius XM, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's like nobody who grew up with me thought, mm -hmm. you know, so it's one of those things where you have to sometimes you have to sit back and say, hey, you know what? I'm doing OK, because things are usually a lot better than we think they are. And we're doing a lot better than we give ourselves credit for. And I'm extremely hard on myself. So that's how I battle it. That makes sense, man. That makes a ton of sense. And that's stuff I find myself doing as well when when those moments come. Yeah, because they're going to come. Of course. Yeah. I always think about it this way. Like being ambitious is both a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing because without ambition, you will not strive. And striving is what allows us to move forward and change our lives. But it's a curse because you get success amnesia, because as soon as you experience that incredible feeling of winning, mm -hmm. you're already on to the next thing because the present is never good enough. And so you kind of just have to learn how to balance it by surrounding yourself with people, by doing the things that uh, you love that aren't necessarily productive. And I love that answer. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, hey, you know, just like you, you know, being real and transparent about, you know, how we deal with things. Absolutely, my dude. Yeah. So, Greg, man, thank you so much for being on the Create Your Life series today, man. Really enjoyed you as a guest. Thank you so much for having me, man. Really, real honor. Absolutely. So, Create Your Life family, thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes and Stitcher Radio and rate and review us. This helps us build this community and building the community is what we're all about right now so that we can deliver as much value to you as possible. So until next time, Create Your Life and feed your ambition. This episode was brought to you by PodcastLaundry.com. I love Podcast Laundry. It provides a real solution to free up my time. And time is the only resource that we cannot get back. Podcast Laundry was created with love to help other fellow busy podcasters free up time so that they could do more of what they love, whether that's traveling, time with friends and family, or working on other ventures. If you want to free up your time, then have Podcast Laundry do the dirty work of note-taking, graphic creation, editing, show tagging, and uploading for you. Go to PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273 to schedule your consultation. And remember to use code CYLS. That's PodcastLaundry.com or call 347-871-8273.